Will you please welcome Grazia's editor-at-large, Angela Butolf. Hello. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you much for coming and not shopping tonight. We know that you will be dedicated shoppers, so doing anything else in Oxford Circus I know is a big sacrifice. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm just going to have an air conditioning induced coughing bit. <coughs> um, so we're obsessed with blogs at Grazia. I'm sure you are too. We love reading them. We know that lots of you are either kind of obsessively <coughs> obsessively reading them or you're thinking of starting one up. So we thought we'd get some brilliant bloggers down to kind of pick their brains. Tonight's class is all about the introduction to blogging, lots of tips for starting a fashion blog and just how to get started. Next week we're doing street style photography. Some of you may already have been snapped by our photographer for Grazia. Um, please hang around at the end because we'll be photographing more people. And the third week will be all about how to do videos. So every Monday at the same time, uh, next week is street style and the following week is video. So please come back. And now we have a little introductory video, I think. Well, we're at Speakeasy at Expresso and Brew Bar, which is on Carnaby Street in Soho in London. And we're here for the Grazia Daily Bloggers event. We love bloggers on Grazia Daily. We love reading all the fashion blogs and we try and include like a good kind of selection of them every week. And we just thought we really wanted to meet the people behind the blogs. I started about three years ago when I started styling for Savile Row B-Store and I started just kind of gathering my own inspiration because I was doing a lot of menswear. So I wanted to kind of keep my like women's wear part of my life. Music and fashion are my main, main passions in life. It's always been two sides for music, fashion, and this blog kind of combines both of my loves, really. It pushes me to find new things to do and to see, and, you know, everyone's so individual and really passionate about what they write about, and that kind of inspires me to keep going. I wanted to get into fashion, but I didn't really know much about it back then. And um, my tutors basically said, get a blog. And then recently, it's all I've been wanting to do. Um, and I've been getting good opportunities from it. And I don't know, it's just, it's kind of, you can see how I've changed along with my blog. So I've made a really good group of friends, of bloggers. We go to a lot of events together and we meet up and we share inspiration and products that we love, talking about them. And I think that's one of the main things I really like about blogging. Being a blogger is a really fantastic experience because you're part of a community of girls and boys who think the same way you do. When there are mean comments left on blogs, other bloggers will always stick up for you, which is great. It's really nice being a blogger. It's kind of hard to explain unless you've become involved in it, but it's a great thing and like everyone should start a blog because it's totally free to do and once you sort of get really involved, you find that it takes over your life in a good way. Um, so just let's do a quick show of hands. Who here's got a blog? Who's writing a blog at the moment? Ooh, pretty much everyone. And is anyone here not writing a blog at the moment but thinking of starting one? 
Excellent. Okay, good. We'll see if we can persuade you by the end of the night. So we have three fantastic bloggers here tonight whose brains we're going to be picking mercilessly. Um, we have Stella Catterman from Stella's Wardrobe. We have Leticia Vunnepel. Version of Vunnepel. I knew I'd get that wrong. From Mademoiselle Robot. And we have Reem Nange from... No, there you go. It's all going terribly well. From Five Five Fabulous. Um, and um, they, they all have blogs that are kind of pretty popular. And is, who's here because they know these girls' blogs? Yeah, that's pretty good. I know that we get quite a few people. Um, Apple get quite a few people who just kind of come in on the spur of the moment. So there you go, new customers, potentially. <laughs> um, so um, <clears throat> let's start by kind of finding out, like, when you started blogging and why you started blogging, because that's a good place to start. So, Stella. Um, it, I started in 2009 just kind of as a diary of my outfits, really, not really before the whole blogging thing kind of started off, really. Um, I think I, it was some kind of competition about dressing a T-shirt, and I did it, and the woman really liked what I did with it, the designer, and she was like, why don't you just, like, take photos and put on a blog, and that's what I did, and from then on, for me personally, it's just been, like, a library, like a back catalogue of my mm -hmm. outfits that I can look back onto, and then people started to like it. That was kind of the starting point, really. Brilliant. And when were you first aware that peop other people were reading it other than just your mates? Um, it was kind of when you started to hear, like, comments, or, like, people left comments, and people started to recognise me, and people got in touch, and it was so nice, because for me, it was really only expressing my outfits, because every outfit for me is like a piece of art that I create. So for me, it was just kind of showing it. Yeah. And if people liked it, good. And if not, I didn't really care. So it was just great when you started to get feedback. Just amazing, really. Fantastic. And Leticia, you started yours in 2007. 2007, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it was um, I was on maternity leave and I was really bored. And it was a way to get back into writing because um, I was working as a journalist when I was still living in France. So, yeah, it was mainly writing stuff about my daily life to share with my friends back back home um, and I guess I realized people were reading when um, suddenly I saw there were more than 20 people in the stats and that couldn't pretend possibly be my mum just <laughs> you only looking, clicking yeah. and clicking and clicking, <laughs> clicking so yeah that's fantastic so that's yeah that's pretty much it that's great and um and Reem tell us how you started out and when um well I graduated from uni um I originally wanted to be a textile designer but literally when I graduated it was the peak of the economic crisis like it couldn't have been a worse time so um just to not waste time I started the blog and it kind of took over from there it's now my full-time job um but, you know, with blogging, like, everything changes constantly. So I'm always reevaluating my, like, content and who my readers are, my mm. audience. So it's like a never-ending journey, but it's fun. It's good. And how long have you been blogging now? Um, so I graduated in 2009, which is when I set it mm. up. So three years. That's not long, and already it's a full-time job. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it took a lot. Mm. You know, I think I work more than what a full-time job would permit. So, yeah. Um, I think it's double that, really, in terms of how many hours I've put into it. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. And, and Leticia, you're, you, you must be full-time yeah, doing full that time. now. I, yeah, it, it, it happened quite quickly as well. I think by kind of the summer of 2008, I was pretty much full-time. Um, wow, that's so, so quick. Six but it was really early. I mean, 2007, there weren't that many mm -hmm. out there. So if you had something good, mm. um, you, you'd get people contacting you quite quickly and stuff yeah. it went really fast 
And Stella, you're, I mean, you're not full-time because we know that you're a student, yeah. not a fashion student, as you would expect. Stella's studying history at UCL, which, as you can imagine, would be well, kind of... Well, it's not that intense, so it's only oh, right, six okay. hours a week. I can kind of do the fashion thing on the side, but it was kind of like trying to please my parents to a solid degree. And okay. then being in London, obviously, you can make use of the fashion that's out there. I intern, I do my blogs. So I kind of like having the contrast at the moment, so... You know, history, did you learn a lot of fashion references through mm -hmm. it? Because fashion is so related to, like, social changes, social mm. upheavals. So it's actually quite useful. Mm. I'll do it till is the it end. useful? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so um, we know Stella, uh, grazie, because Stella was interning with us. And you, we know that you've interned at a couple of other places. So how much of your blog was about uh, finding an outlet for something that you obviously enjoyed? How much of it is you would like to be in the industry? And Well, for me personally, it's been kind of... It's the best way of building up a fashion CV. I want to do styling. So me styling myself is mm. the perfect way to illustrate what I can do. Like being trend led, but obviously in a using high street and wearable way. Like I wear this every day. I wore this to my lecture today too on the Russian Revolution. So for me, it's <laughs> the perfect way to like show my styling, make connections, get internships. And it's just been perfect. It's been so rewarding. And, you know, just even... I do my restaurant reviews and things like that, and just to get feedback from mm. people, it's just great. And London is the perfect place to do it. So, so is it so? Is it like the blog is now taking over from the CV? If you wanted to kind of have a calling card to go and do an internship somewhere, or I maybe think it even helps get a, job. a lot. Yeah, it helps a lot because there's so many people that want to go into fashion. Blogging can set you apart. It can show you've gone the extra mile. You're being creative. You're not doing being very creative, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It gives you that certain look you can become you can create your own brand in a sense yeah. like my blog has become my brand and it shows initiative that you can't just express on a piece of paper yeah and that makes you stand out and that's what the blog has been really helpful to do and hopefully it will help me get into styling once I finish uni yeah I'm sure yeah and um, not, not that your parents will be thrilled about that. <laughs> yeah. Inevitable. Uh, no banking for me, sadly. <laughs> and Leticia, you started Mademoiselle Robot, which was your DJ name. Is that right? Yeah. And, so, and now you're kind of working in sort of fashion, beauty, I guess. Was that an intention of yours? or? No, no. I was... Uh when I worked as a journalist, I was a video games editor, so nothing oh, at wow. all. Uh, but my, my kind of motto in life is to always do what you like and what mm. makes you happy. So I have an MA in cinema. I started off studying history as well. Oh, wow. um, and, and I kind of, I don't know, it was just floated around, always doing what I was good at at the time. And kind of, but writing, I guess, is the... Um, mm is the, the one thing that has stayed there always. So mm. whether it was video games when I was 22 or mm. now fashion, it's always been about writing. And you've got, and your brand is sort of, you know, um, Stella was talking about this sort of idea of a personal brand. Your brand is expanding, you know, year by year because you now have Mini Robot, which is <laughs> your sort of... Like, you've got a daughter, right, who's yeah, like five she's or six. Five. And yeah. you, you have this sort of alter ego, which you write under that's... Like, yeah, I, I do it sometimes. It's kind of, it's just because the blog is so personal in a way. It's, it's, I write about things that happen to me. So obviously having a child, I'm getting interested in kids' fashion as well. And so I have Monsieur Robot as well, who's my best friend, who's yeah. doing the men's fashion. So it kind of, it just expands, but in a very organic way. It, it just grows with my interests also. 
I mean, there's something brilliant about, like, because you, this um, Monsieur Robot is Warren, isn't it? Who's a friend of yours who you've known for a few years. And then, and now he's doing menswear for the site, which you don't particularly want to write about, but he gets this sort of ready-made audience. You get more content and a lot more sort of hits on the site, don't you? So it's kind of genius to kind of have a brand and then kind of, like, move it in, in other directions. It's, it's more like, and also for me, because I used to run magazines and things, it, it's, it's back to kind of this magazine feel without having to work for a magazine directly, mm. which is something I do, but also on a freelance kind of... Mm. And, um, and Reem, you, you're um, working with your sister, aren't you? How does that work? Because I quite like this idea of not doing a blog on your own, because I think we think of blogs as quite sort of solitary pursuits, yeah. don't we? Well, um, Natalia also went to LCF, and she moved in with me a year ago. Um, since then, she's been running the blog with me. Um, but w the oh idea my God, you're living together and blogging yeah. together and fighting over the same clothes. Oh, God, yeah, my, my friend hates <laughs> it. I saw a tweet today, and it was like both of you kind of saying, you open all my parcels when yeah, I'm not there. I know. <laughs> I do. I open her parcels because, yeah. you know, essentially it's mine anyway. But um, Okay, so... Natalia is actually taking a completely different route to what I took. She's going down the whole interning stage, getting a job. And, you know, this is the beauty about blogging. I mean, I managed to have this platform ready for her, all of these contacts at her, you know, disposal. And she was sort of at uni in a retail job that she could not stand. And I was hearing from PRs that I knew, oh, God, this press day is driving me crazy. I need an intern. I was like, ooh, my sister. Like, Natalia, contact this woman. Contact her tomorrow, and she'll give you an internship. Not because she knows me, but mm. because, you know, I know my sister's a hard worker. Mm. She ended up getting the internship, juggling uni, a retail job and an internship because we're both completely financial, financially independent. So she mm -hmm. literally had to grind and um, managed to get the job after three months of interning mm -hmm. and has now got a promotion from that job and, you know, is doing incredible things, going mm -hmm. to New York and Paris twice a year. And I'm like, what the hell happened <laughs> there? Like, why am yeah. I not doing that? But, you know, it's really interesting to document these two sides mm -hmm. of someone mm -hmm. going, doing it completely in an unorthodox sort of way. I just from uni, started a blog, it became my business. Mm. She's doing it the more traditional route and it's working out for her. But it's interesting to have, you know, the two journeys documented on the blog. So how did you get around to, like, it becoming a full-time Well, profession? for me, um, I mean, because I have a massive interest in fashion and blogging opens your eyes to so many different fields within the industry, like, I really know how to do PR um, through blogging and... Um, I've obviously got lots of experience in writing and I know a lot about social media. So I started consulting for different luxury brands on how to expand into social media and blogging, etc. And then it got to a point where the blog was so successful, it was keeping me really, really busy that I didn't want to say no to Fi Fi Fabulous stuff. And I had to make a decision and leave the consultancy behind and continue on with the blog full time. I didn't really want to sacrifice mm. two and a half years of you know, a lot of work. But I'm always open to freelance stuff and mm. that's the beauty of it. Like, I'm completely in control of what I do. And, and Letitia, how quickly did you start getting offered other projects to work on? It's like, what was the first brand that approached you and why did they approach you? Can you remember? I can't remember, <laughs> but it's hard to say also because I've, you know, I had already quite a few years of career behind me when mm. I started, so... It's hard to know whether it was through the blog or, right. or through my own kind of work and mm. stuff. But I think 
I'll have to get back to you on the first <laughs> brand that approached me. I mean, the very, very first thing um, was like some kind of styling, hair styling thing uh-huh. um, about three months in. But then after that, it just sort of, I think maybe Arcadia and Topshop. Yeah. I think that may, they had like a, um, the first kind of proper blogger event back yeah. in 2008 yeah. with a photo shoot and clothes to play. And yeah, that probably was the first big event. And it must, I mean, it must feel really great if you've kind of been plugging away, like writing on your own and then a big brand like Top Top kind of... Well, again, that got me in the Times, like that got me like a full page picture in the Times without, you know, that was mental. Yeah. That was probably mental because I didn't even think that it was possible for me, a blog, because I've, you know, I've been online since maybe 97 or something, just writing diaries online and kind of just fiddling around with websites and things and... And so to me, a blog was mainly something to tell your adventures mm. to yourself and mm. maybe a few friends. So suddenly that this turns into a full-time job that yeah. can earn you money and notoriety and bring you work. It's completely mad. Yeah. But it's great. Yeah. Mad. That's brilliant. <laughs> and then St- Stella, you've been sort of photographed absolutely everywhere. Like I'm sure if you're kind of interested in fashion, you may well recognize Stella, even if you didn't know about her blog. The fringe. <laughs> it's the fringe. Yeah. But like again, you know, it's so it's so brilliant to have this kind of image and you know, street style, as we will find out next week, is absolutely kind of huge for magazines and uh, blogs at the moment. So did you, I mean, did you find that quite easy? You just turned up and then suddenly everyone was interested. Yeah, it's really funny. I remember going to Germany when I was 16 to visit my granddad and I think that was the first time I was ever photographed and was like, oh, wow, it's great. And nowadays I kind of know everyone that does it but every time it is nice and I would never not stop for someone because I think for someone to have the courage to come up to you and ask you for a picture I think it's really a nice thing to do and for someone to appreciate that you've made an effort it's great and that's been really helpful just to kind of get my face out there and just to get the exposure for Mm. someone to see the outfit that I've made and that's Mm. how I've gotten in touch with the brands I got in touch with and done things for because they've seen I've styled what they've given what I've bought in the shop so that's how I got my kind of working with Dorothy Perkins and Miss Alfridge Mm. and stuff like that which is brilliant like great brands already I know it's really really great especially while I'm still at uni and relatively young to have that to kind of put out there has been really great and kind of meeting the people and understanding the fashion world as well it's been so because like looking at from it from a very naive point of view of a 16 year old starting the blog you have no idea how it works mm. as like one of the girls said like with PRs how it all works with shoots and all of that and it's invaluable what you learn even just being at a shoot and then through my interning and just what I've learned in the years it's just you, the blog has just been great mm. for learning that and you're right about food as well. Like, do you yes. think those two things go together particularly? And I think in London they really do because right. I think London is kind of the capital of trends. And in food, trends are as much of a theme then in fashion. So, like, everyone is eating burgers at the moment, but now it's moving <laughs> to, like, hot dogs and fried chicken. <laughs> and it's really, really interesting to observe because yeah. it's as much driven about that. Mm. And it's quite funny. Whenever there's a hip place to eat, you see all the fashion girls there from yeah. the magazines, you know. So it's very interlinked. It's all about a certain lifestyle that you care about, what you do, what you wear, what you eat. And I found it great to kind of guard and explore it. And I think fashion and food, you know, you need something to fuel you yeah. while you're wearing those fabulous. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a good, very healthy attitude. Stella's just been recommending an Austrian yes. restaurant. Yeah, well, that, that <laughs> one is really good. This is the next good. big thing, next, next, next thing. Um, 
So I wanted to ask you about kind of running blogs because we're obviously in the Apple Store. We need to get a little bit techy. How did you sort of choose the platform to do your blog on, and was that difficult? And how has it kind of worked out for you, Letitia? Do you want to talk about that? Um, I picked Blogger because I had had blogs on there before, um, and I'm not sure why I started a new one. I must have sensed somewhere that it would go somewhere else, and I didn't want to have my diary at the end of it. Um, so yeah, it was Blogger and it's easy and as the years went by it became much easier to customize so you can change your whole template. So there's there's a lot of things and people were telling me about WordPress and I was like, nah, I'm just going to stay on Blogger and just keep with it. And now you can't really tell whether it's on Blogger or not, right. but you know, for me on the on the kind of back end, mm -hmm. it's much easier. Yeah. And you and you're still really happy with it. You're still with it and you're Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think I'll change. Good, good recommendation. And Reem, what's Five um, Fabulous on? It's on WordPress, mm -hmm. but I have a designer um, who manipulates the uh, themes mm -hmm. to make them look super unique and very streamlined. Like, the branding is really, really important to me. Um, I think it's nice to, to, like, if someone's not completely aware of your blog, they will recognize your logo. Yeah. Um, like, we just did a collection with River Island. And yeah, you two are both, di they're both designing bags for River Island at well, the Well, tech accessories. Oh, tech yeah. accessories, perfect. Uh, um, and like the iPad case and the iPhone case in particular, um, are just, we're inspired by the colors of our brand, mm. um, pink, white, and charcoal. And, you know, I love that because it's like, as soon as I need inspiration, I've got it. You know, I don't need to like dig deep and, spend loads of time figuring out who I am and what I represent. It's fun and I, I think it works. Um, we also have a strap line, hello, my name is Fabulous, and mm -hmm. that's put across the blog in you know, some elements. But WordPress has always been our go-to. Um, I mean, we started in 2009 and I think WordPress was like really trying mm -hmm. to pull through in that year. Um, but I, I'm, I don't know Blogger, so I can't really compare it to anything yeah. else. Um, it works pretty well, but you know it's important if you are going to start your own blog to try and get your own theme. And even mm. if you are using a basic one, it's really easy to just manipulate it to make it look how you want it to look. So mm. you don't have the exact same blog as everyone else. Mm. But to be honest, I, I think the simpler, the better when it comes to blogging. People are there to look at your photographs, read your content, mm. contact you if need be. And they don't really want to be bombarded with too much. So, yeah. And Stella, what are you on? Oh, it's a blogger. So also I kind blogger. of like, I think out of simplicity of ease, mm. I'm not really great with technology and that was easy to do and I think with me it's been a really fluid process making it look better and better and better I've been really lucky I got a French illustrator to do my banner which, which is great yeah I mean it's amazing she illustrated me like five times in five different outfits and she is amazing she mm. did like an incredible job before that I had like something from a photo shoot so it's always continuous I've always tried to keep it really simple I want it to be about the content I mm. want people to look at my outfit look at the food pictures I don't really want it to be about flashing things and yeah that's why I've just stuck to it it took me long enough to figure out how to like make it my stellaswoodup.com so after yeah. figuring that out I was quite happy <laughs> yeah. I'll stick to it for now really and what sort of equipment are you using for Oh, just doing what you do. Well, I have a good have. camera. Like, mm -hmm. I got a good camera for Christmas two years ago, which makes a massive difference. Mm -hmm. Thank God I have great friends that do my pictures every week. On yeah, my this is the other thing. Like, who does the pictures? <laughs> well, it's really, I'm really, really weird about that. Every Friday is New Outfit Friday. So mm -hmm. every Friday I have my new outfit. And um, whoever I'm seeing for dinner 
has to take my pictures. <laughs> as, a, as dessert? You, yeah. yeah. Well, before dinner. Oh, perfect. First the pictures, Starter. then yep. dinner. And um, I've taught them well, I think. <laughs> they tolerate me by now. So I think it's just about... I'm really good nowadays in locating very well-coloured walls that match outfits. That's yeah, I've noticed important. that about you. Yeah. So I know all in London where there's nice walls. It's always good. <laughs> so that's interesting, though, that you think the background's important as well. I mean, oh, we yeah. can be, we're going to be covering lots of these things next week in our kind of photography masterclass, but it's interesting that you're talking about that. I, just, I mean, I just kind of have gotten used to trying to at least convey kind of editorial look mm. so I don't I used to do it when I lived at home you could see my cats walking in the background <laughs> and yeah. you could see the Sainsbury shopping bags but the more I kind of put thought behind it I yeah. want to give a certain quality every week so that does go behind it and presumably if you have a really good camera the joy of it is that you can set it up and hand it to someone and it like your mum exactly. can take great photos or whatever and Letitia what sort of equipment have you got are you sort of super um, high tech a bit. I mean, I use. I'm a bit of a sucker for Apple, so okay, this is, this is great. Talk yeah, about I'm that in now. my temple. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I um, use. It's the same. I have like a. Actually, I, I used to have a DSLR, and I have a Micro Four Thirds because it's like a very small, compact camera mm -hmm. that's much lighter. So that means I can't be a lazy photographer, and I have it with me. Not today, though. <laughs> um, for outfit shots, I've recently teamed up with a photographer. Oh, because right, okay. I was a bit fed up with my having to persuade my husband at the weekend. It's difficult yeah. with a kid and stuff just hanging around the street. And yeah. So I thought I'm just going to keep this in my work time and do it with a photographer. And that's great. Um, and yeah, I mean, for everything, it's just uh, having an iPad. And, but that's, it's not essential, but it mm -hmm. helps a lot. So I can go to meetings and still mm. sneak to emails and do stuff like that. Yeah. And always, always be online. It's, for me, it's like I have—I feel like I have a triple life, so it's nice to kind of just be able to juggle everything at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And um, Reem, what sort of stuff are you using? Um, well, I think you realise how important extra technology around is is to you during Fashion Week because your phones run out of battery and oh, it's crazy. But an iPad is essential. My mm. one of my best friends bought me one for my birthday. Great, that yeah. is a good friend. Like I cried. <laughs> I couldn't believe how generous she was. But um, yeah, it's been amazing having an iPad because you know I've got everything I need on there, mm. all my emails and images and Instagram, which mm. is great because I have a BlackBerry. So um, uh, because it's good to stay social. Mm. Um, and a camera, which um, I'm thinking of getting the new one. It's a Fujifilm X10, mm -hmm. which I love because it's like this big. And the lens is tiny, but it's amazing. Um, and in terms of who takes our pictures, well, I'm lucky to have my sister. Yeah. Who, um, I'm training to use a camera properly because, I mean, I didn't realize when I first started blogging how important it was to mm. learn how to use your camera. Mm. Um, and then we team up with another blogger, um, Zahra who does Lila Loves Fashion, mm -hmm. and we sort of cross street oh, style snap good. each other. So yeah. um, we do her, she does us. Brilliant. And yeah, it works out. That's really good. Mm. Bit of blogger community there. Yeah. I'd like to see that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about how you kind of market your blog, how you get it out there. You're talking about how important it is to sort of be social. I mean, it seems like if you started a blog sort of, you know, in the Susie Bubble era, all you had to do is blog. Whereas now it seems like there's so many other things to do and you're sort of tweeting and you might be doing Facebook and you might be doing like Instagram. Like how do you divide up your time? How do you divide up your content? Do you find it a hassle? Do you wish you could just write on your blog? Um, 
Uh, well, I have just recently stopped writing five times a day on the blog. Um, we used to post at least three times a day, and um, we've stopped that. And now we just post about personal experiences within the fashion industry, which has been a complete weight off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. So now I concentrate on a lot more... Um, you know, contacting the brands that I want to work with. So I spend a lot more time on my Gmail just working those things out. Um, but in terms of s marketing the blog, you know, like we were recently featured as Blogger of the Week on Grazia, um, but I actually made that contact and yeah. it was like knocking on your door going, hey, yeah. why don't you feature yeah, yeah. us? You know, <laughs> like I great do. Because, because yeah. it's great for people us as don't well realize like that to hear from bloggers. Yeah, too. and people don't realize that you can actually ask people to feature you yeah. or work with you. You know, I don't just wait for anyone to come up to me. So I do a lot of our own sort of PR mm -hmm. and marketing. Um, I'm in the midst of doing a business plan and a marketing strategy. So it's all very you know, professional, it's kind of scary. But um, yeah, I mean, we are very social. Twitter for me is completely 100% work. Mm -hmm. um, I rarely tweet about, you know, my personal life yeah. or anything like that. But the good news is that I am very involved in my work. So a lot of it will be where I'm going, who I'm with, what I'm eating. Like Stella said, food for us is super important. We also blog food. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important. And what, what's, what's the most effective thing for you? Like, what do you find you get a lot of traffic from? Um, I think it's like we make sure that we schedule tweets for every post that's coming up. Mm -hmm. So if I am too busy to get on Twitter, because sometimes I don't have time to check it during the day, I will have tweets scheduled mm -hmm. to remind people that we've got new content on the blog. Um, always contact the brand. If you're just posting about a brand randomly for no reason and you just want to say, you know, I love this brand. Here's what I bought. Here's what I'm wearing. Contact them and tell them, you know, mm -hmm. I've posted you on my blog. Mm -hmm. Most of the time they retweet it or put it on their Facebook page. And that a lot of the time really boosts up your traffic because you know they're opening you up to a audience that you may not have had access to Brilliant. um yeah and also you know collaborate with other bloggers do guest posts and right community that's really yeah. good yeah that's really good and uh, Leticia, your number two style blog on twitter is that right on the like that? some scission like some kind of marketing thing sounds good uh, but the, the funny thing is, I'm, I'm the complete opposite of Reem for um, for that. Is I don't market myself. Right. As in, I've created the blog and I let it market itself. Okay, I want this it. is interesting. I, for me, things need to be very organic and mm -hmm. very kind of real. Not to say that this is not real, but I don't want it to be a business. I I still want it to be me doing something I like. So I don't want to market it. So it kind of marketed itself mm -hmm. by. Just, I don't know, it's like word of mouth almost, and it grew like this. Um, I use Twitter, I use Pinterest, I use Facebook, and the same for that, it grew just by itself. I don't want to push it. I never contact anyone. Mm. I never contact brands, I never contact magazines, and I let people come to me. And then I know that they want to feature me. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I don't know, it's just, I will pitch for work, for consultancy, but I don't. I don't pitch, I, I don't sell myself as right. a blogger. Yeah. Right. Interesting, very interesting. And Stella? Exactly the same. Like, I don't really, I've never written anywhere. I think the brands that do approach you, they, I want them to come to me because they're happy with the way I dress. Mm -hmm. Because especially if I want to do styling, mm. obviously I have my signature. I'm not going to be dressed in something that I'm not comfortable in. So um, I love my, well, I use Facebook fan page a lot because especially oh, in certain yeah. countries, like, 
um, through Digli, who did my banner, I'm quite known in France, mm -hmm. and through certain things, I'm quite known in like China and things like that. And they this is love. Good. I like Stella's going straight <laughs> in for global fame. Well, like. it's so funny that every country does it different. They love yeah, Facebook but that's fan interesting pages. About they Facebook, love it. Yeah. yeah. So they it's just want tip. little snap, like snap snippets of your life, just like a simple picture. They love, and I love Instagram to a silly extent. <laughs> um, I think it's just because people just see what you do in your daily life and just like, even if it's just a little snap of your shoes, I think it's mm. nice for people to see and I love looking at other people's Instagrams. Yeah. And it's such a small thing, you can do it, takes you a minute to do. Um, I don't really have the time of studying and trying to kind of write a dissertation to necessarily do loads of promotion for mm. myself. I tweet when I have a new outfit post, I like tag the brand that I'm wearing, but I'm never gonna make a massive effort. Mm. Um, if people look at it, they look at it. But it's just nice to just post a nice picture and people will look at that and from that maybe look at your blog. Brilliant. And and you've got, do you have advertising on your blog? No, I don't. Not yet. Not yet. Soon, Stella. Maybe, I've always maybe been Apple. Careful. Maybe talk to the guys at Apple. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is you. You've got tons of advertising, right? I've got three banner ads um, always, mainly because they pay for the costs of running the site. Great. Yeah. Um, but that's that's it, really. And, and you, have you been sponsored by people? I know you're obviously collaborating with a lot of people. I do in collaborations. I don't really do sponsored posts. Um, there's been like product placement and things, but that's mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, it's part of collaborations generally will be, you know, me hosting something for a brand or doing some styling for the brand and then relaying it via like a, a post, including a product placement. And how, 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 what's your experience been like with that? Like, have you made mistakes in the past that you've kind of learned from or has it just always been... As you've wanted it. No, I've no, no. I mean, it's been as I wanted it. Mm. Uh, Money-wise, I have definitely made mistakes in the past from right. undercharging and not oh, knowing really? what to charge and stuff. Now I have an agent who looks after yep. that for me, which is amazing because I you're with Handpicked Media, aren't no, you? No, oh, sorry, never been. who are you with? Uh, no one. I'm a free spirit. Oh, okay. So who's your agent? That's interesting. Uh, it's just a, a woman I've hired to kind of represent. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I was with a talent agency. Yeah. Um, and I, I've changed. Okay, because yeah. handpick me because you're with handpick media, right? Handpick yeah. media, I don't know if you know, is like this massive blogger agency who are now hoovering up <laughs> many of the kind of big names in the sort of blogger community. So, and how how I mean, obviously <laughs> they're your agent. So, but like, how do you find that experience? Has that kind of helped a lot? Or um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see how it works from an agent's point of view mm. and how brands will approach an agency to find the right fit for their product or event. Um, but personally, like I'm really super selective with what I have on the mm. blog. Like I don't, it's not about them, as much as I talk about it being a business, mm. it's not really about money when mm -hmm. it comes down to it because this did happen from, you know, a passion for what I do. And I've been wanting to do fashion since I can draw. So it, it you know, um, money has to come into it obviously for rent reasons. Yeah. Um, but in terms of running with an agency, I think it's not good to understand what you need to get from them. So there's a good balance, a good back and forth. You know, you know what's going on and yeah. you can sort of point out any mistakes and things like that. But um, in terms of advertising and stuff, we're very selective. Um, but we do have a lot of affiliate marketing. So we'll work with certain e-commerce. Oh, and, you know, only because it makes sense. I mean, if do you, I... Do you know what affiliate marketing, just in, in case anyone doesn't, say, for instance, you might write about So I might write about this outfit. Yeah. And um, if I know that these pants are still online, I'll link them to the website so you can 
buy them. And if you do buy them, I get a, com a small commission. Which is um, brilliant. Which kind is amazing. Helps everyone. Yeah, so and so like the kind of site will track the link to Topshop. Yeah. And they'll be like, that came from 55 Fabulous. Exactly. And um, that way you can sort of see how much you help a brand mm. or, you know, what your readers are into, that sort of thing. And there's thing. an agency that sets that up whose name I now can't remember, but even if you've literally started a blog and you've got 10 people reading it, there's an agency um, that will... I don't think it's an agency. It's like an interface system called Linkshare. Yeah, that's But there's it. also yeah. a reward style, which yeah. you can check out. So there's um, lots of ways that you can kind of put affiliate links on your site, even if you're kind of quite small and you're starting out. Exactly. And it's just quite a nice way of like but feeling again, like you're making, like making money on your blog. For me, one of the biggest things, like, I, I mean, during Christmas time, I would make loads of money. And then when it wasn't Christmas, I'd make no money. And right. I was like, what's going on here? You know, oh, freaking out over it. Like, why is no one coming to my blog? Like, yep. what's going on? The stats are saying one thing, the sales are saying another. And then I just had to realize people don't come to my blog to shop, you know? Right. So you have to understand who is coming to your blog and why before you start freaking out over tiny little things. Yeah. And I think that's another aspect of it. Like, don't stress out over your statistics because they will fluctuate um, during different times of the year. You know, I've now learned that at, like, one o'clock on a weekday, it's the most popular time because yeah. everyone's on their lunch break checking up on the blogs and... You know, and you're kind of doing Google Analytics. Yeah. And like, so Google Analytics is a way that you can kind of work out what's happening and when on your blog and it's all exactly. statistics and you can become very obsessively yeah. <laughs> involved with your Google Analytics stats, can't you? Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to sort of mention Susie Bubble, who I'm sure you've all heard of, who's like the biggest um, kind of blogger in the UK. And I guess the sort of you know point of all this is, you know, you can get to a sort of certain point with your marketing and then you might end up sort of, you know, becoming like a, a huge household name like Susie has. So I think we've got a video of her now. Today we're continuing our feature for the big fashion issue, which is all about five amazing women and what they wear. We're shooting Susie Lau today, legendary blogger of Style Bubble. Been following her blog for years since it started in 2006. The difference with this shoot with Susie is that we are asking the Grazia readers to get interactive and choose their favorite outfit of hers that we've shot throughout the day. And the winning look will actually be the first outfit she wears to London Fashion Week. It's her opening outfit. The amazing thing about Susie is that she has an incredible eye for scouting out new talent. She's one of those girls who at Fashion Week, absolutely everybody is desperate to stop and photograph. Susie, let's talk through the first outfit. What have you got? I'm going for J.W. Anderson look. I just seem to turn to his clothes time and time again. He's one of those designers that has a really cult following in London as well. Next up is a jumper by a new design called Luton Possel. So that's Sam Luton and Jenny Possel. This outfit is a typical Susie Lau outfit in my opinion. It's full of colour, she's really into texture. It's knitted and embroidered and it has absolutely everything going on in it. And the shoes are incredible. Third outfit is all about Louise Gray, another London Fashion Week designer. I think she reads my mind because she just picks out all these like kind of detailing and colour combinations. 
with Susie being a seriously important blogger, she of course has to take her camera everywhere. The images on her blog are always amazing. Excellent. We have beautiful Christopher Kane dress and I'm gonna wear it with vintage kimono. It's nice to have something quite like old to weight it down a little bit and just to tone it back. That's all of my outfits. You need to head to graziadaily.co.uk and pick your favourite. To be honest, I love all of these outfits, so I'm not going to be too disappointed with whatever choice they make. Lovely Susie Lau, Susie Bubble. Um, so, um, the, and the other couple in the video there were Hannah Al Massey, who's our street style. Um, uh, style hunter, blogger at Grazia, and her boyfriend, Phil, who takes the pictures for uh, Style Hunter. And they are going to be on stage next week talking about street style and photography, so do come along for that, because um, Phil, in particular, has brilliant tips, and Hannah, as you can imagine, knows everything about kind of shooting um, street style, so do come along for that. Um, did everyone see, did anyone see that um, feature on Susie Bubble in the Weekend Guardian? It was kind of about her flat and how it's... <laughs> a bit of a pigsty, it was very entertaining. Dig it out if you can see it. It was all about people who are minimalist and people who are definitely not minimalist and her flat is literally rammed full of clothes. So very enviable uh, position to be in. Um, so I was gonna ask you, you know, Hannah's saying in the clip, you know, Susie Bubbles, uh, obviously a seriously important blogger. How has the sort of status of the blogger changed since you got into the industry? I think it's, it's grown, um, there's been a, a kind of a weird curve where suddenly everyone had to work with bloggers and then everyone hated bloggers because they were everywhere <laughs> at fashion week and then people kind of forgot about bloggers very briefly and then suddenly it was boom again lots of bloggers everywhere so it's kind of it's growing but it's it's a weird weird curve with like a love-hate relationship and mm. there are lots and lots and lots of blogs now um, and I think maybe people are more kind of aware of who's who and who's doing what and how they're doing it and which brands should work with what blogger, etc., etc. So it's slowly settling, I think, and, and thank God for that because it's been a bit of a hectic ride. Why, why do you think it will happen, though? Like, why, It seems so unlikely that, you know, there, there aren't many industries where you can just sort of be plucked from its obscurity overnight to be literally sitting on the front row in the case of... CZ Bubble and many there, others. There are quite a few industries like that. I mean, I know that in video games, there's lots of guys, for example, who, <laughs> video games, right. who program in their bedrooms and right. then suddenly they get noticed by a studio and then they get plucked out of obscurity into, like, superstardom in video games. I mean, it is, is it literally just that? Is it just the technology? So anyone can do it now, so actually you're already up there with people who I think are it, kind it, of being... I, I don't know. I mean, I think... People didn't really kind of talk about it that much, but, you know, in the 50s and stuff, people, talented people sending, you know short stories and things to the mm. New Yorker mm. would get plucked out of obscurity as mm. well. So it's it's just, I think it's, it's something that's always existed. Mm. But with blogs, it's obviously, people are interested in, in that because social media is very new and blogging is like an expression of social media that, that I don't know, I mean, it's, it's just the most kind of interesting expression of social media, whether it's fashion or tech blogging or anything, mm. is people are really hungry for content and interaction, which you don't necessarily have with, obviously you don't have that with paper magazines. Mm. Mm.
And did you, do you think that, um, Reem, do you think you sort of arrived at the right time doing all this? Um, I don't think it's necessarily a case of arriving at a specific time, but how much you're willing to put into it. Because I know a lot of people that started it even before me, but they're just kind of lazy and mm -hmm. they don't really grasp at opportunities. And I think it's the kind of person you are like if you're hardworking and dedicated not just at blogging but anything you will succeed in it and I think that's been the case for me um luckily but like I said like I've worked so hard mm. and I continue to work mm. hard you know it's and it's not just with the blog like everything comes into it like you have to look good so mm. getting up at 6am to go running like with my sister oh my god oh, <laughs> you don't have to do that can I just say you know, it's <laughs> a lot of different elements that it's a lifestyle you right. have to like change your lifestyle to yeah. be hard working and I'm lucky enough to have a, a boyfriend who's in a similar industry video games and <laughs> um, he understands you know that element of dedication and hard work so I don't have mm. that nagging mm. sort of pressure or mm. feeling guilt for not being there for someone and you know my sisters learned very quickly in about a year how important it is to stand out from a crowd there must have been about 50 girls that you know wanted her position mm. and it it takes a lot of hard work and dedication but in terms of what you were asking Leticia I think with blogging I mean the internet is still relatively young and social media is extremely young mm. but I think what people yearn for is that instantaneous update yeah. and obviously having someone like Susie on the front row tweeting away yeah. um, next to someone that necessarily won't even have Twitter uploaded onto their whatever phone they're mm. using, it's a massive difference mm. in the kind of feed you're going to get from being live at Fashion Week. And I think that's what people want and they love blogs for, that you know, um, they can rely on that instant update of what's going on. I'm sure everyone here has been tweeting and Instagramming and yeah. stuff and people at home can look forward to that. And I mean, you guys are airing this on iTunes. So, it, you know, it all works quite well together. Brilliant. And, and um, Stella, do you find it hard to switch off? It seems like it's sort of something that you could be end up doing 24-7. Well, with me, my outfit is, is what, who I am. So I don't really put it on like... I sometimes find that a bit sad at Fashion Week that people go there to, especially in the recent years, like people go there to be photographed, to mm -hmm. dress up. Does, does that make you sad? That really interests me that you me think sad. that's sad. It makes me sad because for me, clothes are like an expression of myself. I've been yeah. always dressed like this. I dress like this. On a Sunday at 9am, I dress like this. Oh, but do you think people almost like put on a costume yeah. just to go to Fashion Week? That's interesting. I do find that. Even with other like friends I have, they mm. especially have like something that makes you stand out a little bit. And for mm. me, clothes are, for me, they aren't art. My outfits aren't art for me. So I'm never going to use them as something to be noticed. Mm. I want to create something beautiful that someone might look at and then might, they might think, oh, that's a really nice outfit. It will like brighten up their day, but I would never dress up to fit a certain like look or a certain niche. So for me, it's not switching off because it's like a massive part of me. Right. And blogging has just been an excellent way to kind of express it. Mm. That's why I've always, I think what's also really important is persistence. Like, I've always done a new outfit every single week since starting in 2009. And with a lot of the people that start blogging now, they might start it, they might begin with it, they might get bored. Mm. But I think the ones that are going to stick around are the ones that have, like all of us, a real passion for mm. it and really want to work in the industry and have the, are prepared to have it on our minds quite mm. a lot. Because I don't mind that, because fashion is such a big part for me. And that's why... Blogging has been a great way to kind of express that. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, ladies. I know we've massively overrun <laughs> on um, the questions I've been asking, and I'm sure all of you have got loads of questions you'd like to ask too. Um, I just would like to say also... Um, 
thank you very much for coming, obviously. But also, please hang around at the end because we know our street style snapper still wants to get some of you. And also, if you have got blogs, or we'd love to see them. So do load them up on your mobile phones or tablets or whatever you've got with, them, with you. And um, feel free to come over and show me what you've got because we'd love to see. Um, so has anyone got any questions? And please wait for the microphone to come over, I think. Hi, thank you very much for uh, an excellent presentation. My name is Paola from Energia. I specialize in lifestyle. So my question would be probably to Stella, because um, probably her blog is more visual. How important is it to tag your pictures so that people can search for specific brands or whichever content? Would you say also that tagging images is more important than tagging the actual blog posts? I don't really tag images. To I was be just going to say, how good yeah, are you at tagging? I know, I'm not at all really. Okay. I think I've always kept it very, very simple. I mean, obviously, when you search a certain restaurant, yeah. it, might, it will come up my blog. That's yeah. the kind of thing. And I always kind of make sure to tweet restaurants because that's, again, it's not not only the fashion world that's really interactive, restaurant world is as well. So yeah. I kind of know the London restaurant scene quite well. So that's how I get a lot of my hits. And um, I've worked with Time Out and places like that for my favourite places. So I think that's how you kind of get the word out. And people are really interested in eating out because, especially in London, there aren't that many reliable guides to where like quirky little yeah. places are so i think it's really word of mouth like my favorite brunch place nowadays when i go at a weekend i recognize half the people because they're my friends so <laughs> they're all i mean like even you. though it's all about the internet i yeah. think word of mouth is still very much how it works today so no tagging of pictures no tagging. maybe it's i should Stella's start not now. a tagger i'm i'm sure like are either of you you must be pretty hot do you do you understand what we mean about tagging where you basically sort of embed a kind of catchphrase that people are going to be searching for so that your post comes up for anyone else's or as high up in the sort of Google search engine as possible. I don't tag. Oh my there. god, we've got a whole no, state of people who don't tag. But the thing is once your 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 site reaches a certain level of kind right. of traffic or whatever, I don't know how it works, you have to ask Google for that. But basically you come up anyway. Yeah. But at the beginning I think just having the name and linking to something else. Yeah. You know, if you if you mention say a restaurant and you link to their website, you're obviously gonna come up in the searches at some point. Yeah. But tagging pictures, I mean it's just very it's, it's tedious and it takes time and <laughs> rather con uh, I mean I'd rather concentrate on taking a really beautiful picture yeah. of wh whatever's in my plate or whatever I'm wearing rather than tagging it this is a really good question because I think a lot of people here would assume that you are all like white hot on the whole no, I hate SEO. tagging and I hate it I hate SEO. Yeah. Reem, you're pretty kind of business-minded. Um, yeah, you I've that? never tagged a picture. Okay. I do. <laughs> I do make sure I name them correctly, so it's not like image one. Yeah. Um, it's named. You know, it's named correctly. And although I hate SEO, I do use it. Um, and apparently, it's really good. So. Yeah, apparently it does work, although you all seem to be doing well without it, so who's to say what to make of that? Um, very good question. Thank you. I hope that kind of answers your question. Um, anyone else at the back there? Hi, everyone. I'm Natasha Gilbert. I'm a model slash TV presenter and new blogger. So I just want to say, ladies, I've really found what you have to say extremely interesting um, and really inspiring. And um, Mademoiselle Robot, I love what you were saying about how your blog's been organic and it's growing, you know, slowly over time. Because for me, I found it really hard to have a starting point. Um, and I feel like there's so much to do. 
And um, yeah, it's just good to hear that it's, you know, it's just slowly, slowly, easy does it. And uh, Stella, you really made me laugh when you said about your, how you take pictures of your, you get your friends to take your pictures. Because I've literally only just started last week. And what I've been doing is I've been using a tripod and I've been doing the self-timer and I've been taking the, holding the self-timer and running round in front of the camera <laughs> to get a picture of myself in the right pose and running back again. And it's been really tiring. So that's a good point. I think I should start using my friends more wisely. Um, and my question for you is, yeah, where do you get your inspiration from for each blog post? Do you have like a general thing that you want to talk about for the week or... Would you, would you say that you kind of, you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, I've got something really interesting I want to talk about? Because I, for the moment, like at the moment, I feel like I've got so much to talk about. I find it really hard to narrow it down to what is the point of the post. If that makes any sense. What do you think, Letitia? What's sort of, I mean, for yeah. me, it's inspiration's absolutely everywhere. So again, that's a very organic process, as in I wake up and I think, oh, this is great. I saw this yesterday or something and, and I'm going to write about it or showing an outfit or something. I think it has to be, because the important thing, and you were saying it also earlier, is to be true to yourself and to what you like and who you are. And it doesn't matter what you write about almost or what your angle is, because it's not like you're writing for a magazine where you have to have an angle. You have, your angle is you. So you're going to write about what you know and what you like and what you see. And then it... Some people say that you need to have some sort of editorials, you know, schedule or something. Mm -hmm. I don't... I don't know. Maybe for a corporate blog, but for a personal blog, I'm not sure. I don't know about an editorial schedule, but I, have you all heard of a blog called What I Wore Today? which is massive. And it was started by Poppy Dinsey, just using her iPhone, actually. And um, one of the tips she gave us th for the last uh, set of Apple masterclasses we were running was it is really important to get your head around the idea of pacing. And she's saying a, a big problem that a lot of new bloggers have is that they end up having bloggerier, which she, she says is like bloggers sort of verbal diarrhea. Yeah, exactly. And so what, what tends to happen is for the first month, you write three, three posts a day. And then the next month, you don't post to hardly at all and the problem with that is that it's very demoralizing for you but then also it's quite hard to build an audience because everyone's like yeah this is a daily thing and then they go back and they're like oh there's nothing happening it must have sort of stopped and actually you'd be surprised how quickly people stop looking at your blog um, when they've been back like twice and it's the same post people kind of give up really quickly so it's almost quite good to sort of decide early on like are you going to post like twice a week or three times a week and then kind of stick to it and find like a manageable pace and stick to that because then you have a rhythm that people can kind of get into so maybe that's something to think about like I think an editorial calendar like you were saying it's more about like the fashion awards are coming up let's write about that and then kind of flagging it up yeah. on, on the site but like just sort of just in a, in your head a kind of pace but also for the it. frequency you could have like yeah. some sort of schedule but I guess yeah. you yeah you, you can just say well I'm going to post five times a week and mm. that's it I have a bit yeah. of a routine I think it's quite nice to yeah. have some pointers like every Monday I do my main yard for every Thursday I try to, to do like a restaurant review and yeah. then nowadays I kind of reuse old things for my wardrobe on a Sunday or a Saturday and it's just good to kind of have a little bit of a routine mm. just that way you can kind of plan your week a little bit mm. I think it's good otherwise you kind of forget about it and again people just stop looking yeah like that's the thing I used to post once a week and people are just like oh boring not gonna look anymore yeah. so it's just good to keep it constant I wouldn't say every day I wouldn't say like mm. if you don't feel like it don't feel like it keep mm. the quality high do a few times a week but keep it high like think that it's something you'd be proud of posting mm. just don't post for the sake of posting 
And also, like, mix it up with things like videos and things that you can maybe shoot four in a day and then post at later dates. Come back for our video masterclass in week three. Yeah, <laughs> come back, come back. <laughs> any, any more questions? Anyone else on the front row? Oh, right at the back. Oh, hi, uh, thank you so much for the class. It's been a really fun experience. Uh, I'm Karuna and I work in brand representation. And I was just wondering, it's, it's a general question, uh, what's been the biggest challenge in starting the blog? I mean, I feel like with everything you've talked about today, uh, I feel like there's a lot of you know, economy, uh, economy involved in the whole thing and time management and uh, a whole lot of other factors. But what for you has been your biggest challenge with starting the blog and then continuing with it? Um, Reen, well, do you want to answer that? Personally, I think it's it's a matter of the consistency. Um, Stella pointed out very cleverly that, yes, consistency is super important in running a blog. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a tough industry. Like, fashion isn't the easiest industry. It's scary. It's very, very intimidating, especially when you're new and you're scared and you don't really know what you're doing, but you're trying. And I think we can all agree that we've had moments of utter, like, intimidation. You know, Fashion Week is always super scary for me. I've only ever done three seasons, so I'm still very new. Um, and I think the biggest challenge has just been believing that what I'm doing is for a reason. I'm not messing around. I'm not trying to just, you know, make some contacts and hang out with some cool people. Like, I am trying to do what I want to do. And I think I've been very smart in the way I've done it. You know, graduating, I've done my degree and I'm happy with what I've got as a backup. And not being able to find a job, creating my own role in the industry. It's, it's been really tough and it always will be. But um, the biggest challenge, I think, is just being consistent in what you're doing every day. I wanted to ask another question, actually, that I meant to ask before. Uh, how do you deal with, like, nasty comments on your site? Um, do you get trolled much? I, I've taken off comments on my blog. Is that, is that yeah. how you deal with it? Well, I mean, there were a couple of reasons. One, it, like, some people just wanted to sort of come on there to be negative yeah. or to, like give an unnecessary opinion and I'm all yeah. for opinion but my blog is not a forum yeah I don't need you know like 50 people having yeah. a conversation within themselves it's not the daily um, mail <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so and also at the time we were really pushing Facebook um right the fan page because it was quicker like I'd post things up that I wouldn't post up on the blog and I really wanted to push people to be interactive on Facebook because they're less likely to be rude if yeah. they can't be anonymous yeah exactly and they're more likely to be genuine that's really clever and so, then uh, yeah that's interesting so I don't have comments on the blog and you've all got fan pages that's interesting too Leticia have you had much trouble with that um I've had a couple but not not for a while I mean you guys if you want to come and troll me feel free <laughs> but uh, I haven't had one for a while um no I mean it's just you know I'm I'm 34 so I don't really get I don't mm. I'm quite happy in my own skin and mm. stuff so if someone comes on my blog and tells me I'm fat well you know that's that's <laughs> does that happen tough shit you know sorry right. pardon my yeah, French, no, but enough. you know it's just swear away I don't really mm. it is trolls yeah, so there's something particularly nice about a French person saying pardon my French <laughs> that works really well um Stella how about you been um, trolled much well my blog generally doesn't get that many comments mine is more about okay. reviews well right. no like it's different because mine is outfits and restaurant reviews I've never made my blog particularly personal I don't really right so it's not like opinionated yeah like if someone doesn't like my outfit someone doesn't like my outfit mm. but people don't tend to voice that so mm. I've never really made it about myself I made it about the fashion and my restaurants and if someone is like one time I wrote something about a Georgian restaurant and one of the women uh, one of 
one girl just wrote a comment disagreeing with that I compared it to like Russian cuisine, and that's mm -hmm. fair enough because she mm -hmm. made a really good argument. Yeah, and I can deal with that. And, and so, I, did you leave that comment up? Yeah, I would so never delete it. I mean, that's the whole thing. If you put yourself on the internet, mm. you're gonna have to expect mm. that. It's kind of if you put your name out there, like any kind of celebrity out there, you're gonna have people that don't like you as is in life and mm. you just deal with that but I've mm. never really had anything too negative and Brilliant. if you do you just kind of deal with it yeah or delete it I, I wouldn't ignore it yeah I just ignore it I wouldn't necessarily stop comments I just think if you have a blog people should be able to mm. comment on it because the whole thing how Susie got big is because she had readers and mm. they could comment and you should never forget that the blog functions by people other people reading it and you should never forget that if no one if you had a blog and no one read it mm. you wouldn't be a name out there so it's the interaction as well I mean for me the the, the best thing about blogging is that you're um, writing to an audience directly who can talk back mm. And so sometimes they like what you're saying, sometimes they don't, sometimes they have something to add, and sometimes they just have to say, you know, thanks for the post or whatever. Mm. But it's nice. Mm. It's, you know, you, if you want to take the positive, there will be trolls coming with, mm. but it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I think we're sort of running out of time, so maybe we just have two more questions. One over there. Hi. Hi. Uh, um, I don't know if you guys can hear me, uh, but we're from Styled by Africa, um, cool. and we just started a couple of months ago, me, myself, Ella, and Kieran. Um, I just wanted a quick question. Um, what are your long-term visions for your blogs? That's a very good question. Stella? Um, well, for me, I don't really want to be forever a blogger. For me, it's always been a platform to get into freelance styling and styling for magazines. So that's kind of the long-term goal. I would always do my blog kind of with my outfits because I find it really interesting, especially when I look back when I started, how my style has developed and how I can take pieces and how it's become more streamlined and how I've grown up. So it's kind of a diary of my style, how it's developed. And I would always kind of continue that. But in the long term, it is the platform to get into styling. And that's what's always been. I've always wanted to do styling since I'm 14. So, yeah, that's the long-term goal. That's good. Short-term. Short-term goal. Yeah, short-term. Refocus. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, Leticia? Um, my long-term goal, I think, is not to be blogging when I'm 55. So, <laughs> oh, my God, you have to like rock stars. Like, wouldn't it be awful if we're all still on tour? Right? Um, no, I don't know. I mean, I don't... Again, I mean, I'm repeating myself. I'm like a broken record, but I, wanted, I don't want to plan because I don't know. Um, you know, in 2007, when I started it, I didn't want to plan, and I still don't. I'm not a big planner anyway. Um, as long as it makes me happy, and as long as it makes people happy, then I'll carry on. And if I find that it's kind of becoming uninteresting, that I'm having blogging fatigue, then I'll probably stop. But in the meantime, you know, it's um, it's fine. It's not my main. It's it's not my main focus in life. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's the one aspect of everything I can actually say I have absolutely no idea because it's not something I wanted to, you know, I never planned on being a blogger. I always wanted to be a designer and then blogging made me realize I do not want to be a designer because I could see the backstage access and oh, <laughs> it was scary. But um, I think it's, it's, the beauty about blogging is that it does open incredible doors for you and you do get to meet some really wonderful people. So you never know what you could get into. And like I said earlier, like you do get a lot of experience. Um, there are a lot of different fields that you can tap into within fashion. So we'll see, I guess. It's good. I like it. It's, you know, 
so many opportunities you don't know what's going to happen next so actually it's quite a hard question to answer yeah definitely <coughs> but it's been so brilliant talking to all three of you thank you so much to Reem, Letizia and Stella I'm sure everyone's kind of learnt a lot I know I have and um, if you have a blog come and show me hang around and have your picture taken and do come back next week for Street Style and the week after for videos it'd be great to see some more of you and sitting on the front row even thank you very much <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.